Welcome to our worship from Seal Church, led by me, Canon Anne Labar. The hymn which ends the service is sung by the choristers of St Martin in the Fields. During the season of Christmas and Epiphany, we remember that Jesus is called Emmanuel, which means God is with us, and so we pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Bible says the grace of God has dawned upon the world through our Saviour Jesus Christ. And so in confidence and trust, we confess our sins. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God, our Creator, who in the beginning commanded the light to shine out of darkness, we pray that the light of the glorious Gospel of Christ may dispel the darkness of ignorance and unbelief, shine into the hearts of all your people and reveal the knowledge of your glory in the face of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 18. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more, or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet, who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. And a second reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. A great portent appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pangs, in the agony of giving birth. Then another portent appeared in heaven, a great red dragon, 
with seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his heads. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. Then the dragon stood before the woman who was about to bear a child, so that he might devour her child as soon as it was born. And she gave birth to a son, a male child, who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was snatched away and taken to God and to his throne. And the Gospel reading is from Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 21. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, throwing him into convulsions and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. As a church, we need to get ourselves organised, ready so that our worship, prayer and care for those around us can continue after Anne retires. Yet, none of this must get in the way of our relationship with God. If the work is shared, then there is space for everyone to have time when they can worship and receive. Turn up at church with a clear mind, rather than feel that church has become a second job. Perhaps we need to remind ourselves that everything we do in connection with our church, from cleaning, tea making, administration, music and liturgy, to name just a few, are all designed to help make a meaningful encounter with God possible, either when we're together or when we reflect personally. Our readings today are actually quite shocking. A dragon that would like to devour a newly born child. People saying that they will die if they hear the voice of God anymore. In our Revelation reading, we have the woman symbolising the mother of the believing people of God with the child who is to rule the nations, facing evil in the form of the seven-headed red dragon, representing the devil or Satan. As Christians at the time were being persecuted and forced into emperor worship, symbolic messages such as these were intended to encourage them to keep their faith and focus on God's timeless promises. Whilst in the Deuteronomy text, the Israelites had worked out that God could speak to Moses, and he still lived, but feared that too much direct contact with God would lead to their premature death, that the fire they spoke of would consume them. So, to follow Moses, God promises to raise up a prophet for the people 
like him. So God provides for the people to hear his word indirectly through the prophets, but he doesn't want them to be separated from him. The prophets will pass on his words faithfully to his people. This shouldn't be an excuse for them to move away from God because they can't be in his presence. They can't just move on as if he ceased existing. Failure to listen to or misuse of God's word by the prophets is a serious business. History is littered with people who claim that their cause is godly, yet they rarely actually stop to listen and consider what God wants. It appears to be a trend that people are increasingly less willing to wait for most things. In an age where the apparent answer is usually found in a small electronic device we carry at all times, making time to listen for and discern God's will seems rather odd to many people. Why would you read, reflect, pray and wait? Surely there's an app for that. Yet, if we never slow down and take time to listen to God, and each other, we're unlikely to hear him, unlikely to recognise his word when we see it. This was also a problem at the time of Jesus. The word of God comes in person, yet his own people reject him. This is what Mark is telling us in a very subtle way, a way that should make us all stop and think. It seems that the only man that recognises Jesus is the one that everybody else thinks is mad. When Jesus starts to talk, everyone is sitting there shocked, astounded at his teaching. When this man cries out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Understandably, this man is terrified of being in the presence of the word made flesh. What is to happen now? There's an irony in the fact that once he is restored by Jesus to the same health as those around him, we hear no more. Does he lose his recognition and fear of God and become normal like the rest of us? often slow to take up God's message, often failing to see his work around us. Possessed by the Holy Spirit, fresh from successfully confronting Satan in the wilderness, this is a point where Jesus' public ministry starts to really get noticed. When you think about it, Many of us like the warm familiarity of our church services, our liturgies. Some of us like to sit in the same place every week. Those who attend Evensong can mostly recite the liturgy without books, as the words are so ingrained in their brains. We often arrive at the last minute thinking that we know what is coming to us every week. And there's much that is good in this 
as long as we stay awake and seek a meaningful meeting with God. But hello, who is this we see in front of us, not following the order or wearing the official robes? He speaks and communicates in a way that we've never experienced before. It's all a bit overwhelming. We're not quite sure how to process this. Better listen carefully. He speaks like someone who has spent a long time being with God. Always speaking as God. Oddly enough, it almost seemed at times that his love and his personal involvement made his familiarity with the subject matter so clear that it was not coming out of his head so much as his heart. Oh no, that man many think is mad is walking down the centre aisle waving his arms and shouting, Jesus of Nazareth, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus has upset the normal order of a normally very ordered synagogue for these Jews at Capernaum on their Sabbath day. He then shows his authority by healing the man who is possessed by an unclean spirit, denying it authority and power to oppress him in a sign of what he would offer to all. His authority is clear to all present, and no doubt words spread fast after this. Authority seems to be the key issue in the events. The accepted authority of the synagogue is abruptly and radically challenged. Jesus is intruding here. Old boundaries, comfortable routines about behaviour, worship and who God is are crossed without permission of the establishment and a new kind of rule is glimpsed which offers so much more. Talking of people being jolted and forced to rethink their reality, many were shocked at the comments of General Sir Patrick Sanders this week, raising the thought that people in Britain just start to wrestle with the concept of whether they would be prepared to serve each other, their families and the values held dear if Russia's aggression against the West continues to expand. Another dreadful intrusion into our comfortable lives. You know when you are listening to a person with real authority. You can sense that they've done their homework on a subject, but those who present at their very best have lived, experienced, and they continue to live it every day for real. It doesn't have to be some technical expert that we find this in. Take a mother, for example. She's given birth to that child, nurtured it and done all in her power to help the child thrive and grow. She could give you a presentation with great authority and meaning. Similarly, many could do the same about those they share their lives with. This is closer to Jesus' authority than any legal expert. Jesus is speaking about his family, about his lived experience, so it doesn't require endless research. He doesn't have doubts about it. He doesn't have gaps in his knowledge. And the love he proclaims is real, is lived. Yet Mark wants us to know 
that this still would have been a contested authority. At the minimum today, our readings should provoke us into considering that we need to be open to change and keep our minds open to what God wants rather than thinking that we've got it cracked as long as we carry on as we are. But above all, we should be confident, confident that the healing and the love that Jesus proclaims with unique authority is available to each and every one of us. Amen. And so we bring our prayers to God and we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Christ, who by his incarnation gathered into one things earthly and heavenly, fill you with peace and goodwill, and make you partakers of the divine nature. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Mm -hmm.